Well, good evening. Welcome to another uh, interview that we got. Tonight we have Shelby Moreau on. Tony's going to be jumping in and uh, helping out with some of the questions as well. We had a great week uh, last week. Lots of drifting going on, so we kicked it off on Friday with our uh, first grassroots competition of the year, round one out at Rad Torque Raceway. In But after that, uh, it did clear up and was dry for the competition. So it was good. Definitely need the rain, especially with uh, all the fires and stuff like that kicking around. Tony just jumped on, so we'll welcome him. And I'm also going to let uh, Shelby jump in here right away. He's ready to go. Hey, Sean. How's it going this week? Hey, everybody. Going really good. We're just chatting a little bit about the grassroots comp and how that went. And then as soon as... Uh, there we go. Hey, how's it going? Make sure that oh. tech. There you go. <laughs> Lost my headset. There we go. Awesome. So since we do also put this out on a pod, yeah, we can hear you fine. Since we throw this up on a podcast, why don't you introduce yourself there and a little bit about uh, car you drive, etc. And Tony will get you to do the same. All right. Uh, my name is Shelby Moreau. Um, I drive a 2003 Nissan 350Z. It's got a 4.8 liter um, LS, if you want to call it. It's a $500 junkyard motor. Um, kind of a grassroots driver who's uh, just trying to push into the pro series and uh, have fun. I've been doing this a long, long time at a grassroots level and on the streets and stuff like that, but uh, trying to get drifting onto the track and uh, grow the sport. Excellent, excellent. Tony, you're always the uh, second person doing the interview. Why don't you introduce yourself? Anybody who may not know you in the audience? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. The instigator of all things. <laughs> um, my name is Tony Karsh, uh, a.k.a. Spec D TK. I um, <clears throat> wear of many hats, not just a coat rack, uh, also a hat rack. I drift a 1989 Nissan 240SX with a KA Turbo. Uh, just like Shelby said, on the grassroots level, mainly just for fun, always just for the party. Um, I'm also the commentator for the Spec D Pro Series and uh, as recently the Grassroots Series as well. And um, longtime media guy, have been probably taking pictures of drift cars for going on close to 13 years now at this point. So kind of like Shelby said, just a long time. You know, it just all blends. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. As the uh, resident oldest guy here in the room will uh, say that. <laughs> You know, you can still go for a long time yet. So, Shelby, you say you've been running it for, you know, driving for a long time, sort of just in the scene for forever. Um, a little bit about the passion that keeps you going, maybe sort of what sparked it all, and, uh, you know, sort of just some of the places that you've been driving over the years. Um, what sparked it all, uh, I actually got my first 240X, uh, 240SX when I was uh, 17. Um, so I'm 35 now. So however many years that was, that was a long time ago. Um, I've had about probably 40 240SX since then. A uh, bunch of Skylines, 
I'm just a Nissan guy at heart. So 350Zs, uh, G35 have become the more common match, easier and cheaper to find and then a 240 who would have ever thought that right um but i just started hanging out with uh, some guys in actually a club called vancouver 240 sx um and this was like way back in the day when i was just out of high school and uh we just did a lot of street drifting um i think my first event that i went to was actually just like in a street drifting organized event where we went into an area called tilbury in delta bc and uh, we just hung out and drifted on the streets all all night long, and I kind of got hooked and haven't stopped ever since. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think the first time I did meet you, you were driving a, a G35, I believe. Um, and then next time I saw you was was sort of the next year when we went back to Mission, and you're in your uh, 350Z. A little bit about that car and maybe why the, the switch up to the uh, – Z chassis from the G35? Um, well, I've actually had the 350Z for nine years. Um, okay. It used to be my street car. Um, so I was driving it every day. It was a dream car since I was in high school. Um, and then um, it actually got uh, broken into and uh, was in the body shop for months. And I was hoping that they would write it off because um, I was kind of wanting to turn it into a race car. Um, and they ended up not writing it off and fixing it. Um, so it's actually still street legal and I can put plates on it and drive it around if I wanted to, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, most people don't have a pro drift car that can still be driven on the streets. Um, and well, just mean, getting away from the S chassis, um, no offense to the S chassis, they're, they're great cars. They're easy to drive, but uh, parts are hard to find. They're all rusty and uh, just kind of done with the older chassis. Not, not much car there. <laughs> no, the, the, the 350Z just feels like a lot more grippier. Um, just feels like a 240 on steroids, if I was to put it to anyone. Just a lot better chassis. Right. And probably like, you know, 15 years newer. Uh, you know, all those spot yeah. welds are still intact. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, doesn't have a million kilometers from banging down the road there. Um, the VINs might actually match too. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty decent. Yeah. So the the first year that you you came out and ran, you were running the uh, just I think it's the five three that you had in the car, and then last um, it's been a four eight actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and then you uh, last year I believe you guys were putting nitrous on at the track. How did that work yeah, for um, you? And what was your uh, thought behind that? Um, it's just an easy power adder. Um, okay. You know, it's pretty inexpensive. Um, I'm learning quickly though. It's, uh, you go through consumables pretty quickly. Like, uh, you know, it's a hundred bucks a bottle and I've already gone through probably eight bottles now. Um, so it's quickly becoming expensive. <laughs> right. Um, but we, um, uh, my car, like I definitely want to get like a six liter or 6.2 liter in it. Um, it's just not in the budget for this year. Um, and neither was it last year. Um, last year I went through a lot of hardships and uh, just getting out to spec D and passing tech and qualifying was uh, good enough for me. Right, right. So I was happy I was in the show and got to lay down some good runs once we got the nitrous hooked up. Right. So you've driven probably more layouts at uh, Mission Raceway than anybody else. Um, what did you think about last year's layout going into the, uh, the shootout that we ran last year? Um, I liked it. Um, it was challenging, and I'm the type of guy who likes uh, a challenge. I don't like 
just cakewalks in life. Uh, I've always liked to push myself and get better. Um, definitely an interesting layout um, on the initiation and that first transition, um, not having to use angle. Um, you have to kind of go really shallow mm -hmm. to, to make the, the next uh, long straight, right? So I've had to learn to dial back the angle, which is something, you know, most of us are not used to. We're used to throwing it in at full lock and as fast as we can, and uh, you can't do it on that layout. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tricky out there for sure. Um, we're looking at starting back on the on the straight along the trees and actually just giving it one one more turn basically in there in an extra outer zone. So. We're going to test that as soon as we can and hopefully uh, make it something that's going to be a, a better layout for this year, a little bit longer and, you know, more smoke, more power, more everything is, is what always the fans seem to like anyway. Um, now, you've been driving all over the Pacific Northwest, sort of we follow you on your social media, you've been down at Evergreen and um, maybe some of the tracks that you've driven, some of the favorite highlights that you've had you know, over the past few years and uh, maybe a bit illuminate the the local scene a little bit. Yeah. Um, Evergreen Speedway is really close to us. Um, it's about a two-hour drive from where I live, um, so it's, it's not far at all. Um, and the drift scene down there is uh, it's much more evolved than our uh, drift scene on the West Coast. I mean, you guys are doing amazing. I think you guys uh, set the bar. Um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Just uh, you, you guys are trying, trying to set um, the bar for local drifting here and kind of uh, doing it organized and well and respectable. It's not just a grassroots event. Um, you guys do a really good job at that. And it reminds me a lot of Evergreen. And um, running local events here, um, I got a lot of feedback from Evergreen um, being down there so much. I kind of wanted to run it like they run it. Mm -hmm. and uh, try to grow the sport and keep it just not at the grassroots level, right? We need to keep it more professional and um, that sort of thing. So I've been to Evergreen Speedway for tracks. Um, I've been to Western Speedway, which is on uh, Vancouver Island, uh, which was one of my favorite tracks. Uh, just got shut down. Um, a lot of drifting at Penticton Speedway. Uh, me and my team have camped out there and had uh, – I got so many memories from Penticton Speedway. It's not even funny. Uh, some right, of the best right. times of my life were there. And, uh, but yeah, Evergreen's just, uh, I actually got a chance to be a uh, head judge there um, a couple of years ago before COVID. Um, so I judged about five events there and that was really cool and learned a lot to, about drifting in the judging booth. Right. And I think maybe some of the behind the scenes stuff makes it, uh, does it make it a relief for you just to go back and drive and, and not be involved in, in running it? Does it take a lot of yeah, stress off of you to, absolutely, to sort of compete yeah. again? Yeah, it's it's more fun. Like, I mean, I love uh, pushing the community. I've been doing that for a long time, like over 10 years. Um, but getting in the driver's seat, like I'm a driver, and uh, it's put a much bigger smile on my face getting back in the driver's seat and just having fun with my friends and stuff again, right? So. Right. Yeah. So any big changes going to the car this year, or are you just sort of keeping it the same recipe, more nitrous? and yeah we, and we just kind of yeah we just kind of cleaned it up a little bit like so at the track uh i'm sure you guys noticed uh, in qualifying i was struggling pretty hard uh like low power cars were um i think i had my tires at 65 psi in uh, qualifying just so i could lay down a decent run 
Um, and then my my pit crew actually and team convinced me to hook up the nitrous uh, the next day. So we uh, kind of scrambled five people in different directions. You know, one guy's filling bottles, one guy's picking up a Holly nitrous driver, one person's getting new spark plugs, and we came all back to the track and uh, my team got it all hooked up while I was in driver's meetings and came back and they told me this switch is for this, this switch is for that. Um, we didn't even change my tune. I didn't pull any timing or anything. Um, I hit the track three times and then decided to look at the logs and I was like, well, nothing's blowing up. So just keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so we're just work? doing the same, same recipe. So it worked well for you because I wasn't too sure, you know, I wasn't sure whether or not it was actually working. I saw the guys installing nitrous at the track and I thought, well, you know, this is uh, drifting. Anything can happen. Um, so, I mean, I'm happy that it worked out. Do you notice a big change in it when you're, when you're, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I picked up, we're only running a 75 shot, um, wet shot. And so it's super tame. Um, but I picked up a hundred foot pounds of torque, 800 RPM earlier. Um, so it's definitely noticeable and it, uh, it hits like a truck when it happens, uh, just instant power rate. Right? So. Excellent. So now when you get your six lead, you're just going to leave nitrous on as well. Because absolutely, just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, there gives a little bit of perspective. You know, when you talk about a hundred dollars a bottle, and then when you watch like any of the FD rounds, and these guys have you know thirty, forty bottles that they're going through at the track for an event, it gives you a bit of perspective on the absolute cost that the teams are running to uh, be competitive in the pro series. Absolutely, it's crazy. <laughs> Tires and nitrous and fuel alone, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. It's only, it'll take everything you got. Uh, Tony, why don't you jump in? I'll let you ask a few questions and go from there. I was going to, on the uh, cost side of this, this is where the 240SX is still good because that's about like a half a bottle of Shell Rotella, 1545 a day, and you're good to go, man. <laughs> on, as long as it doesn't, <laughs> you never know. Um, Shelby, it's awesome. You know, I think we kind of have, kind of like paralleled let's call it drifting lives that we live i think you know we're big um big on that community aspect man something i wanted to ask you about is like you know you're always pushing to see your community around you get better you know what is one of the most proudest things that you've maybe accomplished and just like from a community aspect and what do you where do you see you know drifting around mission going in the like the next five years oh that's a tough one um Definitely, you know, uh, feel pretty honored that uh, Dark Lotus Drift Team um, got to run events for a few years at Mission Raceway and uh, trying to grow and develop the scene there um, was definitely the highlight of my career so far. Um, it's, it's a lot of different, uh, you know, it's not driving. Um, it's a totally different aspect of drifting, but just seeing like everyone give high fives, everyone's having a great time and uh, my anxiety level was always like really high before events. I'm sure, Sean, you kind of maybe yeah. feel the same way. <laughs> and then as soon as the first car launches on the start line, it's like, you're like, oh, it's it's working. Everything's good, right? Yeah. And uh, it was pretty cool to do that for the community and, and to see how many new drivers showed up. Like, I bet there's probably 50 new drivers that have uh, popped up since 2019, since uh, missions opened up drifting. Um, it's crazy how many new local faces are around and uh, it's good to see. Um, so that's definitely the highlight. Um, I don't know where drifting locally is going to go in the next five years. Uh, 
the BCDA guys are running events now there, which uh, they're doing an awesome job. Um, they're running lots of events there, so there's tons of seat time for everyone. Um, and they're trying their hand at doing a grassroots series as well, uh, which I competed in one uh, last weekend, I believe it was. I'm so messed up, I've been driving a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, it's cool to, that they're they're trying to keep it going, and uh, they got my full support uh, to do that because I know it's not easy and how much work is behind the scenes. It's uh, you know, we often say it's it takes more than like a village to run it. Like it takes a village to run a drift car and to run a drifting circus. Let's call it. It's it's almost like a hamlet, small city yeah. kind of like there's, it's. It's the it's the guys that come out every week that run the gate. The guy that goes and picks up the cones. It's the guys that you know like answers the tracks phone call. Be like, hey, uh, <laughs> not yeah, the it, you can't do it alone. You got to have a a big team and a community, like you said, like a, a hamlet. <laughs> I think yeah. you said right. Uh, I think it's kind of cool because I think, um, like I was saying at the top of that question, is like I can see a lot of parallels of maybe where I've worked. Let's say pretty much in the front scenes of spec D just on like more so Thursday practice sides and stuff like that. I, I see the same in you with what you got with dark Lotus and like, I mean, everything that happens with drifting and mission, I swear I always see a story or something from you. It seems like you're just always there, always full, always down. And I think that's, that's the kind of um, people that drift and need, man. So it's like pretty stoked. I like, like that for you, man. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I try to just push the sport uh, in general, like from, all aspects i don't care if you're just a driver you're running events or you got my support fully so yeah man there's nothing like i mean to me there's nothing more rewarding than hyping the guy up it's like oh man should i should i do the competition i don't know you know i i, I'm th I think i'm bad but like no man you, sh you should just do it send it and have a fun time and then you go see that guy competition day and he's got the biggest smile he's like yeah man maybe got top, got top 16 but i had a blast and like that that's a i always love seeing that one yeah for, <laughs> for sure a lot of people are scared to get into competitions. But hey, should, shouldn't be. It's just, you know, spicy practice, really. <laughs> um, one of the questions I wanted to ask, um, with Spec D, uh, first mission round was 2019 there. You know, what was that like, you know, just as a driver on your side? Like, what was it like, you know, stepping into that arena, stepping into the battles that, you know, not trying to take anything away from anybody, but, you know, we had big horsepower cars, a lot of people really pushing hard. What was it like to kind of drive in that? Did you found parallels from like Evergreen, something like that? Yeah, um, I did my first uh, Formula Drift uh, Pro-Am event at Evergreen, actually. Um, we did the mini Irwindale layout, and I was actually VQ at the time and borrowed a fire suit from uh, Kevin, uh, the track director at Evergreen. He kind of scumbagged me into driving. <laughs> And I did double duty. I think it was a grassroots and a prime event. And he's like, you're here. You better sign up. You know, you got all the equipment <laughs> other than your suit. So here's mine. Um, but the spec D event, it was awesome. Uh, I'm just so happy to see you guys come to mission and, and bring that professional level of drifting here. And uh, I just wanted to be a part of it. Um, my car actually wasn't even tuned. I was completely bone stock for a no cam, uh, no valve springs. Like I was probably the lowest, lowest horsepower car there, but I showed up, had a smile on my face and had a blast. So that's what it's all about at the end of the day. 
Yeah, I remember that the first year in the like the OG layout of it too. Like I remember, yeah, maybe maybe the low, lower problem side, but man, like you were probably to, like top three guys having fun, man. Like I just still to this day remember like big beaming grin on your face, man. You're just having a blast, and it was it was sick to see you rip, man. And like obviously it got to meet you, got to know you over the years too. Uh, pretty sweet. And uh, what are you looking forward to most this year? Uh, now you've had you know three three years at it. Does that change your approach coming into year four? Yeah, I feel a lot more prepared this year. Um, last year, I had a lot of personal stuff going on in my life. So just showing up was, you know, a win for me. Um, this year, I feel a lot more like a competitor. Um, like my headspace is more, you know, I'm coming to at least win some battles, you know, maybe mm -hmm. not the first, second or third, but I'm not going to be someone who's going to let someone walk all over me and uh, just be an easy win. And uh, this year, I'm looking forward to driving with my teammates as well. Um, we have four Dark Lotus drivers that are going to be drifting. Um, so we're hopefully going to all be pitted together and, uh, you know, have our merch booth up. And we have such a cool team and a lot of uh, local support here. Um, so it's, I'm just so excited to see all my friends and just give high fives and hugs and just have a blast. I, uh, I you know, Personally, I'm excited. I want to see you and Gaston go against each other because I think that would just be an absolute madness battle. So when you know when we cook up the for that event, I'm going to try to write it in there. They don't give me too many bits <laughs> for it, but I'll, I'll be in the editing room and see if I get it in there. <laughs> yeah, this car's this car's a little bit faster than mine. <laughs> All right, well, but I have beat him. I've I've beat Gaston at Evergreen actually before, so. Why don't you give a rundown of who the uh, four drivers are that are coming out with the Dark Lotus team? And are you guys going to try to make all the events, or is it just mostly the uh, mission event? Um, so I'm pretty sure, um, I think Gaston's trying to make all the events for you guys. Um, yeah. Me, personally, I can only make the uh, mission event. Um, I have a new uh, son, actually, so he's almost a year old now. Um, so trying to balance work life, uh, father life and drift life is, uh, it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to do the one at mission and try to do some evergreen events too. Um, I got one at the beginning of June here down in evergreen. Um, and for drivers, uh, we got Matt Rusecki driving, uh, Specky. He's got a new 350Z that he put together. Um, working out a couple kinks with the car, but it's running really good. He's an amazing driver. Um, I've known him for years, proud to have him on uh, our team and rocking our flag. Um, Gaston, um, the guy's just an animal. He, he drives every time he can. Like, I've never seen someone get so much seat time in my life. Uh, it's cool to see his passion. Um, and then there's me. Um, I'm trying to think if there was a fourth driver that was signing up. Maybe I was thinking Zandara, but I know she's down in the... Uh, East Coast trying to do uh, Formula Drift Pro spec now, so she's uh, been kind of MIA in Canada for a while, <laughs> but she's she's uh, just killing it. I can't believe the seat time she's been getting down in uh, the states too. Yeah, exactly. No, it's been a been good to see her drive and and just represent you know the Canadian uh, scene. I think she's done a very good job with that and just she, everywhere she's she's driven. If it's an event, it's guaranteed her name is on the list it seems like it doesn't matter where it is so yeah it's good to see that um so a little bit of prediction then i mean we kind of only see what's going on with gaston from you know uh the alberta area just through his socials 
but obviously he's been driving a bunch. He's been down to Evergreen a couple of times. And like you say, pretty much all winter he's been, been driving. Is he going to be like a serious contender? Is the guy maybe we're, we're underselling and uh, going to shake things up this year? Absolutely. You better watch out. That guy's <laughs> on fire. Well, you know, he did come out to uh, Strato Bash last year and he did drive a ton at the track. So he does have a good feel for actually the layout that's going to be in a round one. So, you know, I'm definitely thinking that, uh, you know, watching that car run and everything's been going really good for him. I don't think I've seen him have a mechanical. So it might be one of those uh, guys that all of our locals need to to watch out for. Yeah, he's got a, a new transmission. He's gone to a dog box oh. now, and uh, it really woke up the car. Like, I, it, uh, the car's just so gripped up and just so fast. It's it's crazy what a transmission does to a car. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you know what he ended up getting? Uh, I'm not sure on the specifics. Um, I think he might be getting a brand new one. I think he is running SCG's um, old dog box uh, out of Neil's car. Oh, okay. Um, and I believe they're working on something new so so yeah once you once you put that in there's no going back i think that's uh just the way it is um so hey while we're talking a little bit about the strato bash is it something that's going to be in the cards for you this year i know we always Um, spoke in prod now you've got (laughs) on yeah these guys uh they're my team is really really pushing me to get out to as many events as i can um i don't think that's one i'll be able to drive at um uh, mostly because um, I've actually um, been asked to run my work that I uh, uh, work at, which is Fountain Tire in Chilliwack. Um, okay. So my boss has stepped away for a couple of years. Um, so I'm kind of acting uh, manager and owner while he's gone. Um, he's you know only a text away or an email away. Uh, but I got uh, 18 employees to look after and uh, a very large shop to run. Um, so that kind of takes priority. <laughs> and... Uh, September is September, October is when we start to get really busy. Um, so I definitely have to kind of have my focus there. Um, but I'm definitely thinking about flying out or catching a ride with a buddy and, uh, hopefully I'll be there to hang out and watch. Yeah, no, it's a pretty good time. I think it's, uh, yeah, the more people that are in the scene that can be out there is, is great. It's just good to have the community all together, I think. Um, so yeah, going back, so the mission, uh, event now, I've been talking quite a bit with augmented racing. So, uh, Joseph there, how has he been doing on it? I mean, he sort of seems to be all gung ho for, for, uh, racing and seems to have, uh, like a ton of SIM seat time and probably the nicest SIM rig that I've seen, uh, yeah. going into it. Have you been able to jump on that or, or kind of see him? Uh, not yet. I haven't jumped on the sim rig with him, but um, we got a chance to drive together at uh, Tuner Bash, actually, which was a few weekends ago. Right. Um, and he's just an animal. He's uh, <laughs> right on your door. He's uh, not afraid to put marks on you. Or he, he just goes 100% every run, um, and it's really cool to see. So I want to see him in uh, some actual battles and see how he uh, holds up against some guys that uh, have some seasons under their belt. No, I think sometimes that is he's it seems to be doing all the right things, a ton of drift weeks, and maybe one of those low-key guys that we haven't seen in competition locally before. Um, but it might just be the, uh, I don't know. I'm really excited for this season. It seems to be a lot of, you know, potential upsets and new drivers, new faces, uh, and people just putting some time into their vehicles. 
Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Anything you got to add on that, Tony? Well, you know, as the commentator, I think, uh, you know, we've kind of shied away from the whole Alberta versus BC thing, and I think we might have to shy away from it just one more year. Uh, no, I think the full send of this year would be fun to kind of – it's such a good crowd admission too. Like everybody's super responsive. They get really into it. Uh, so maybe, maybe we'll have to highlight more of the Edmonton versus uh, BC or Alberta versus BC. Like uh, we always refer to it as the red plate convoy uh, of that year. So it's, it's a lot of fun. They love it in blue plate land. Um, yeah, no, I think we'll, I think we'll bring on that. Uh, Cause that's fun. And um, well, if we're ready for it, I got some quick rapid fire questions for you, Shelby. I don't know if you've watched before, but uh the idea here is just clear your mind and answer these questions as fast as you can if you're ready to go. Sounds good to me. All right, buddy. Uh, uh, most expensive part on your car? Ooh, uh, the roll cage. Good answer. Most expensive part broken on your car? Don't say roll cage. Uh, tran <laughs> Transmission. <laughs> That's what gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, dream car, dream motor setup? Ooh, dream car. Uh, probably a C7 Corvette, um, dog box, quick change, um, you know, something crazy like that. You shoe rack for the new balances, all the good stuff. Yeah. I got my <laughs> yep. new balances. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> to get his, and I think that's why he hasn't been able to figure out his Corvette until now. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, dream battle and, uh, who against? Uh, my, probably my dream battle would be, uh, either Chelsea DeNova or, uh, Forrest Wang, actually. I've always liked his style. That'd be pretty sick one. Some heavy hands for that one. Um, hero driver anywhere in the world, and then someone local, uh, to you that you would consider a hero driver. Um, hero driver, uh, I actually really looked up to Chelsea DeNova. Um, I think he's just really down to earth smart guy um you know he doesn't hold himself on a pedestal um he just seems like somebody you could hang out with and you know as a guy as you know famous and pro drifting as he is uh, he just seems like a cool guy um and then as the local driver um i'd actually love to battle ian fournier nice yeah ian's uh ian's a solid choice did uh fd there for a bit it was awesome to hang out with Ian and both Chelsea, you know, in judging tower, but to see Ian jump back in the car, man, dude, that guy shreds. <laughs> yeah. Maybe everyone's got to poke uh, Ian. I haven't seen him jump into any registration or anything yet. Uh, last year, he was, he was really excited for the uh, series. And because of that was one of the major reasons that we decided to actually push for a full series again. So, I mean, hey, let's everybody who uh, knows Ian bug him. Give him a hard yeah. time. Send yeah. him all the DMs to uh, get registered for round one. We want to see his, uh, his skyline back out here and, I don't know, take him from the from the young guys. Let the old veteran uh, show what he's made of, right? Yeah, I can't believe he still has that car, to be honest. like uh, I've known him for over 10 years now, mm -hmm. and uh, we're all part of uh, Team Drift Safari way back in the day with uh, Trent Stromkins. I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah, um, but uh, a lot of us uh, go way back, and uh, he's just a cool guy. So I'd love to battle and maybe even beat him just to have that. Sure. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I mean, hey, he's got to be there. You got to be there. So hey, Ian, come on, let's get registered. I ha he's been just sort of dark, even on all the uh, 
all of our chat rooms and well, everything. He's, he's probably got four kids on him right now, so. <laughs> beating him up. I mean, hey, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I have, I have four kids as well, and somehow we're still drifting and doing all those things. So, hey, it can be done. Um, and same thing, you got a little boy. It's time he goes to the track and spends his uh, Saturdays there with you. That yeah, sounds like an amazing absolutely. time. And yeah, he's been to one event so far, and he was uh, he was super happy. He had his uh, headphones on, you know, his ear protection, and uh, he was yeah. happy, smiling, just having a good time. See, that's it. We got to keep the younger generation coming into it as well. If if drifting is going to be around for a while, you know, we need to get these new ones uh, used to the track, used to the uh, I don't know the thrill of it all. I guess, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I want to get him driving uh, as soon as I can. No, I think that'd be great. I see you guys got a, you know, shout out to Mission Raceway too, right? They have a great, uh, you know, junior drag set up and, and that seems like a great community. I was watching a little bit online um, this last week and they're sort of doing the shakedown with all those young kids doing that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, we actually uh, sponsor uh, one of the junior dragsters, uh, Dark Lotus Drift Team and uh, Fountain Tire. Oh, nice. Um, so it's pretty cool to, to see them out uh, Armstrong racing. Excellent. Oh, is that uh, you've picked the right person who runs the track? It's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I've I've known her for years as well. Um, she's uh, a local near my work and uh, used yeah. to run Napa up the road. She used to work there as well, which is uh, one of my sponsors. Um, so it's it's just cool how the community all works together to to get everyone out having fun and out there yeah. for the community, right? Yeah, definitely it is. I mean, I mean, Tony's going to build up the uh, Alberta versus BC, but really, I think the the whole Western Canadian community is pretty tight. And uh, I don't know, it seems to get smaller. Like where uh, seems like it's not that far away anymore. Uh, chat probably with lots of local uh, BC drivers. Oh, every week for sure, we're talking to somebody and then dealing with the the tracks and stuff like that. They're always really good and make you feel welcome no matter what. So. Always appreciate that. Um, anything you want to wrap it up with? I know you do got that little one there, so we don't want to keep you too long. Wrap it up, sort of goals for the season. Um, maybe show to all the events that you actually are going to be making it to. Yeah, um, goals for the season is just have fun. I just, I'm just happy to get back out there in the driver's seat. Mm. Um, I feel like I have a lot of rust to shake off after you know a few years of running events, uh, just watching and you know to get the occasional two laps a day kind of thing. Um, but it, it's feeling really good to get that rust off and get back in the seat. Um, shout out to my team, um, Gaston and Alex Steins have uh, really been pushing me to get out there. Um, so I just keep registering for events and somehow making them happen yeah um so we'll be down at evergreen speedway quite a bit uh having some fun down there um you know my sponsors uh fountain tire couldn't do without these guys uh you know helping me out i actually use their trailer um use pull it with a fountain tire truck uh helped me out with some fuel as well uh napa helps me out huge napa auto parts um Wheel Pros uh, helped me out with some Motegi wheels and uh, some Nitto tires, which I've been loving. Uh, might be a little too sticky for my power level, but uh, still loving them. Best tires yeah. I've ever used. Uh, post haste Performance, uh, helping me out with tune and uh, some feedback uh, on any questions that I have. Um, kinetic Signs, uh, they helped me out with my new uh, livery there. Uh, car looks great. Um, just trying to get out there and having fun. Uh, Galmet Racing actually is a big one. 
Um, he's been a big supporter of me and helped out last year getting my car ready because I didn't have very much time and mm-hmm. uh, was a huge help at the track uh, uh, in my pit crew as well. So big shout out to Galmet Racing. Love you, Jared. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, it just really shows that good community can make a, a great time no matter what. I say like I, I, I like the attitude coming into it, just to have fun and uh, to drive with uh, – some amazing drivers and that's something that maybe the competition aspect is a little bit more than the grassroots is that there's drivers from all over you know western canada and the pacific northwest getting together and driving together and uh i don't know just makes for a great time and definitely you're gonna have fun and and get some good battles in there for sure so i mean hey as a as an old event organizer it seems like you're just you know you found the right way to do it get back into the driver's seat and uh enjoy it I might have to make yeah. some sort of a Friday night, uh, you know, all of us old guys who don't drive anymore get together and do some some battles. See if we uh, live up to the hype that we all <laughs> think, how good we think we are in our minds, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I, don't, I haven't had any luck while I've been at uh, Mission with cars. Uh, only one year a car ran great. And uh, the last two years that I've come, I've had something silly broken. So... Just the way it goes. I haul, well, it, haul it around for I'm sure you so. could jump in one of our cars if uh, <laughs> you beg and pleaded. So. Yeah, I know. Well, I, yeah, I've been talking to Joseph a little bit. He says I can uh, come down and jump into one of his, which which scares me. I'm not sure which one it is. And if it's a rotary one, I'm afraid I might break it. So you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, just firing it up, it might break. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Tony, Tony's going to say something. I mean, as soon as you're off, he's, he's really been quiet with the whole LS uh, talk. The only cars think- that you, you've uh, wanted are LS-based and, and driving, you know, V8 power. That's not his jam. He's been really, uh, really quiet in the background. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll call it fair. You know, we've had uh, a few Jay-Z guests in a, in a row. Uh, so it's only time we hear from LS folk again. You know, it's good to hear them. It's good to hear them. <laughs> it's what it is. It's it is the choice. You know, you'll you won't hear it twice unless you listen to the podcast back. But it does accept <laughs> dollar invested, I guess. But uh, you don't have to like it. You know, it, that is the choice too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. we're not we're not all made of money, and uh, <laughs> it uh, it just makes sense financially to do an LS, right? Uh, and uh, I've always been a Japanese car guy, man. If I could afford a Jay-Z or Crazy Rotary or something really cool, I would. But, uh, you know, six liter for two grand to three grand. I can't nope. go well, <laughs> you know, you say that, though. And then, you know, we are putting a, a V8, a 5.3 a five, into a Mazda RX-8 that we have. And it's not uh, this two, three grand thing isn't quite the uh, same. Well, thing I'm just talking about the motor. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And then it's everything else. So they get to be fairly expensive. But hey, we're, we might, might, might change. Yeah, I, I think even my 4.8, like I got it for 500 bucks and I'm, I cut a few corners putting it into the car and I still think I was at 10 grand pretty quick. So Yeah, no, it doesn't take long. Racing is we don't look back and, and talk about costs that, that much for sure. And Tony, you know, next week we got Jace uh, Havich on, uh, going to be driving the full season with us. And so if you like V8, he's got you because he's got a, a killer setup and cool. they live in, live in and breathe V8s down in that shop. So, hey. Yeah, and Evergreen 
No, you don't see many turbo cars anymore. No, <laughs> oh, no, I know. I really have to get down there and I need to drive uh, some more I, I, this off season. I'm, that's a goal of mine is to get something down there and uh, try to spend some time and get back into the seat with uh, some of the local guys down in the, in the Vancouver area in the Pacific Northwest. I think it'd be a great time. But hey, well, thanks for coming on. We look forward to seeing you out at the uh, mission event, July uh, 7th, 8th, and 9th. And yeah, where can people follow you on your social? I'll tag it in the uh, Instagram post here. Yeah, um, um, at BZ350Z and uh, at uh, Dark Lotus Drift Team. Um, you guys can hit us up. Uh, we're always trying to support other drivers any way we can. So uh, show us some love and we'll show you love back. All right, you got it. Hey, really appreciate you coming on. Cool. I'll let you jump cool. off and then Tony and I will wrap her up. Thanks for having me. Hey, Bye. you bet. Thanks. Hey there. So, Matt, you're really, you're really good considering all the uh, V8 chat that was going on. Pretty impressed. Pretty impressed. And I'm going to put the uh, standings from our first grassroots thing, and then we'll see uh, Tony's theory if it uh, lives in reality or not. All right, hit me with it. Just waiting for it to jump up here. Come on, I'm trying to use a laptop here at the same time here. It's not really working that great. That's all good. <laughs> but hey, okay. So if you took it, our, our uh, well, top three. Two V8s and one SR. So there you go. <laughs> it's, uh, well, you know, you bring it up as an interesting one because, you know, it's that Brad Torx Power Alley course. Uh, the track is, uh, you know, I think it's actually got even amount of SR20 wins versus the LS wins now. Like, because um, I think last time we rode around it in Specky Pro would have been Marco getting the win in 2019, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe 2000. Uh, year before, oh man, <laughs> uh, no, no, I think Aaron Day won at Pound Valley too, so there might be a Jay Z win on there. Well, but, most likely, yeah. If, yeah. if Aaron Day was driving, there's a good chance that he was in the podium anyway, right? So, there you go. Hey, but uh, no, just a little bit of chat about it. I mean, what'd you think about it? We tried a new uh style of of running the event where we didn't uh, necessarily do qualifying and we didn't mix up the bracket too well. We had uh, left side was all the, uh, the bro side, we call it. And then the right side was the pro side. We ran the left side with the bro drivers all the way down to the uh, final pair. So it gives you a nice final four. Um, what'd you think of that? And how did you uh, think it all played out? Well, um, you know, it was, I like qualifying. I like to see everybody just, you know, have that one chance, track themselves, give her everything they got. Uh, but the trade-off for having more practice for the guys, I think, made for just a much better show. Mm -hmm. You know, we were dealing with vastly different styles of cars. Uh, but when you saw those drivers drive together, I thought that, uh, you know, it could be the power alley that kind of uh, helped that get into it. But uh, power difference didn't really make that much of a noticeable difference on this track. Um, you know, power out really, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a really rewards like commitment over like outright speed. Uh, it's kind of better to almost run lower with more angle than fast and shallow. Cause if you fast and shallow, you wind up in the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, um, uh, I was mentioning it through the events. 
there's a good Nelson uh, PK quote out there uh, about Monaco, but it kind of it kind of rings true to this track uh, that we're talking about around Torque too. It's like uh, riding your bicycle around your living room, and uh, mm-hmm. that's how it works. You don't have a lot of space to really make a mistake on that layout, but the more ang- more commitment you throw at it, the easier it almost flows to you. And um, I think the top finishers for the round really took that uh, into uh, into mind. Um, I mean, man, Cole O'Connell, you know, that's probably one of the standby drivers for me. Uh, his chase on Rick Zielinski was probably my favorite run of the night. Uh, just angled up behind him, super sick, looked awesome. Uh, Justin Dubé, definitely my driver of the uh, night. That was crazy. Uh, I mean, if you were in attendance, you saw that guy just run after run after run, just try to drive it through the wall. Anyone he could find mm-hmm. would continue out onto the in between runs and then just that mash or burnout at the end too. That's a, that was a statement. Statement of intent, you know. We know he's got a welcoming a little one as well, um, but I hope it can work out so that we can see him in the season. Yeah, we have to help our guys when they're, when they're planning this family thing not to have uh, the kids being born during the race season. I'm not sure what, what happened there. I mean, who knows? But yeah, his his little one is actually due like right around our round one, so I think he's going to be missing that. Uh, great driver, good to see him out. I think uh, just chatting about a few of the guys, uh, Justin seemed to his driving style seemed to change a little bit over the off season. Uh, even going out to our season opener, I think uh, he's got that super just sort of dialed in. Uh, still making huge power. The thing is an absolute monster, but. It seems really smooth now, and I think uh, he was throwing some of the biggest angles that he could into uh, the round one of the grassroots, um, you know, and just got caught a little bit behind it. I think he would have been up on the podium if he uh, didn't over-rotate there against, uh, I think he was going against uh, Chris Pollard. Yep. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, hey, we got to give a big shout-out to uh, Jean-Louis coming with the little SR20. Uh, he basically came out to our season opener with that car, a little bit of a refresh over uh, over last year, but it was absolute just uh, just killing it and took it all the way to uh, to third place. Um, with the, you know, uh, yeah, it uh, broke uh, halfway through the night or something like that. The fins flew off it, something like that. So SR twenty, yeah. no, you know, made uh, made for a good show. Well, I think that's something, too, that we can also uh, chat a bit about. People, you know, behind the scenes is, you know, his car was overheating, so we just decided to run some other battles, let the car cool down. Really, the idea behind this whole grassroots competition is, one, it's unlimited. You can bring any car that you want, and you can drive against anybody, and, you know, really shows some driver skill that's going to be in there. Um but then also, like, just the camaraderie and behind it. Nobody wants to go out with a mechanical, you know, and I think that was – he was driving against uh, uh, Ryan in that one and sort of the same thing, not wanting, you know, to beat a guy because his car was overheating, so we gave him some time to cool it down. And, you know, that's really the uh, the spirit behind it. Uh, John Bernstead, yes. Troy and Zupanski. Uh, Zupanski needs to be driving driving in the in the series he needs to uh whatever we need to do to encourage that guy to get in there and uh, get the safety equipment that he needs i'm sure that we can throw something together for him from some you know uh seats that are still you know within certification i know i got some 
anything we do to see that guy drive competitively would be great. Uh, couldn't believe that he's only driving a 5.3 in that BMW, but, you know, still still fairly amazing driving and on everybody's door right from the first start. Um, one of our Thursday night guys, uh, well, I have him down as Quinn Choi, but I think everyone calls him Brandon or something. I don't know. <laughs> but those, he drives that just a stock powered uh, BQ G35 four door. It's his uncle's daily. They uh, thrash around on that, that thing weekly at our Thursday nights and absolutely was just uh, killing it. And he took it all the way, you know, basically into the, the final eight there, right? Um, and then who else? So here, I see Cole jumped in here. We got to give a shout out to Cole. Uh, you know, I guess, his, right. his family's big, <laughs> big support of the series. So we really do thank them. You know, Paul Sarby, Heartland Ford, uh, always great. But, you know, he didn't drive a ton during the practice session. And we kind of, we kind of gave all the pro drivers, like we gave them just uh, almost a, a, you know, a little bit of a disadvantage because we had them just basically chill off the side of the track for about an hour and a half while we ran through the entire bro side of the bracket. And then these guys were just, just jump in there and throw it up against the wall and absolutely no fear, no mechanical sympathy and just uh, giving her. Um, what's any, any other ones besides, does he have, okay. Yeah. John Bernstein's thinking that there must be some theory on it. You know, I don't know. Cole just does everything. He's riding side by sides and uh, skidoo's all off season. And if he's not doing that, he's you know on the golf course or working hard at uh, the dealerships, right? So I'm not sure where. I haven't seen any uh, secret stuff where he's driving around the sim. So I guess just natural talent. That's it. I mean, I think you uh, hit the nail on the head there. It's no mechanical sympathy because I think everything you were talking about him driving on his uh, Instagram and stuff all usually ends up broken a few stories <laughs> later. So I think um, five three swap in that Corvette is like it's not the same power the Corvette made, so he's already have to drive it power, so therefore harder. Um, and I think that's the difference there. And I think honestly, he just you know finally got that New Balance and got the fanny pack he kind of got the dad thing going now so i think as he became a father the corvette and him just kind of you know clicked and uh now we're now we're seeing a pretty aggressive cola con I mean, he's always pretty aggressive but now now it's like for real so, uh no right. one very excited to watch in pro um as well uh i think he you know i'm gonna go out and say this early it's it's a few weeks out still but cola connell if he is driving around one that's probably going to be my like low-key pick for to surprise podium, I think. All right. Better. All right. Um, and it's friends off. <laughs> hey, how about some feedback on Rick Solinsky? We had him on uh, last week and started chatting a little bit about his program. He put a ton of time and effort into that car in the off season, but he kind of, you know, he did get beat out by, by his good buddy Cole there. Um, do you think he was driving as hard as he could or you're, a lot of the pro guys were maybe taking this as a little bit more of a, a shakedown and not risking too much. Hard to say, because you have Dubé who was driving to the absolute fences. Um, but you could definitely see it in, you know, guys like Cole, uh, um, Chris Pollard, Rick Zelensky, of course. Uh, yeah, you know, not full pace. Uh, having had the pleasure to drive on course with Rick and attempt to chase him down, I know that wasn't full mm -hmm. Rick pace. So I think he was Maybe holding a little bit back, but I think losing to Cole is a little extra fire going into right. round. So I don't think he wants 
wants to make that a 2-0 kind of deal, and he's probably going to be looking to tie that up. So Excellent. I think that, yeah. We're, we're, bu yeah. We're, we're building the story for round one. I think it's going to be a great one. Yeah. Um, hey, and how about Ryan? We'll talk a little bit about Ryan Drutt. He went out uh, early. He got bumped fairly hard by uh, Jesse Foote, who absolutely has no uh, qualms about it. He is absolutely driving to drive into your door. He's told us that when we interviewed him. If you haven't heard that, jump back a few onto the, uh, the podcast. Look up the one with Jesse Foote. He says he has all the spares for everything. Everything is ready to go and mount on the car. He's got a spare chassis if he writes this one off. He doesn't care about the body kit, and he plans to just put it on everybody's door all year long. And, you know, you got to feel a little bit bad for Ryan coming out, sort of just doing a shakedown, and you got the beast sort of going there and breaking your rim and, uh, you know, putting you home early on the trailer. Well, it wasn't that. Yeah. You know, let's give it a little bit. It was something simple that he had, just an oil breather was giving him some trouble, but he did save the car and just decided, hey, I'm going to – you know, be the responsible guy and save this for round one. So, you know, look forward to that. Um, yeah, it's sort of, we're building into it. I mean, grassroots is, is great and it's just really gets us hyped up coming into the round one season uh, over at Stratotech. And, you know, this is the first time in a long time we've been back at Stratotech with competition. So we're looking Can forward you to that. And I'm going to post up the uh, layout here shortly. Um, I'll maybe even try to get it up here tonight or tomorrow. And so the guys can take a look at it. And it is an absolute uh, ripper of a course. Takes lots of commitment. Um, and just full throttle and high speed, I think, is going to be a good one. Uh, but, yeah, I'm no, excited. My, my ones that I'm really excited to see out on track, of course, uh, Cole uh, seems to have that car. Maybe he's just a m bit more comfortable and confident in that 5.3, which seems to be the unicorn engine. Uh, long history of that going all the way back with Chris Pollard. So that motor has just been absolutely bulletproof through several seasons. Um, but then Ryan coming in with the, uh, the 6.2, and it sounds a lot different. Maybe it's a higher compression uh, setup that he has, but it actually sounds like a beast. It sounds the same, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> really? At this point. Uh, just, I was thinking of the question that I was going to ask. <laughs> hey, man, who knows? Uh, and it's Joel. Joel did it. Uh, happy birthday, Joel. It's actually his birthday, too. So I don't, I don't know if he watches these, but happy birthday to Joel. Something I was going to bring up, something I wanted to ask him, but so maybe I'll ask you. You started drifting, I think, 2009, 2010. We saw you at Ray City in the uh, Mohawk-sponsored uh, RX-7 FC. <laughs> You got it. If there's one thing you could, uh, I'm not going to take a guess on your age, um, but if you could tell Sean Hardham 13 years ago prior drifting experience, what would that one thing be? What would, what would you tell yourself? Oh, man. I, you know, I, what, what, what do you want to hear, Tony? Do you want me to say you should have started with a V8 in the car? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, honestly, I don't, I don't know what I would have said. There was spend the money wisely. That's it. There you go. I would have, uh, what I would have done was, uh, as parts broke, I would have replaced them with the parts that I knew I should have got the first time instead of making the long progress to it. 
Uh, we had a lot of issues with, uh, with transmissions early on, and that seems to be a big killer and, and a lot of times missing shifts and downshifts and stuff like that. So, you know, I probably spent three, three dog boxes on other solutions. So I probably would have just went with that right off the start. Um, yeah, consistency, don't change, don't change things very often. You know, we're always running a different tire at a bunch of the, um, at a bunch of the events. And, you know, we ran sometimes in an event, we'd have two or three different brands that we'd be thrown on the car. So I think that also, uh, that it messes you up. Um, yeah, that's about it. Just consistency, spend the money wisely, spend it once. And, uh, you know, maybe a bigger investment in the long run works out cheaper. No, nope. I think that's a, that's a pretty good answer. I mean, I would have probably told Sean Hardin 13 years ago, not to, not to crash into the tower at Ray City, not to jump the same car at Las Vegas, uh, Vegas and uh, just keep it, you know, we just, just miss the FC. I mean, obviously a big fan of the FDs, but uh, FC always held held a special uh, place in my heart. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, my son does drive one now, so <laughs> even with a V8 in it, so it's really good. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm using half of or anything like that, but I did notice that uh, one is the oldest generation of uh, RX chassis with a LT yeah. in it, and the other is the newest generation of RX with an LS in it. But that's not see the here no there. Let's not uh, start that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We have we have a little bit of each. Um, hey, just a reminder to people that are watching or listening, uh, we got lots of uh, spots open for the July 9th. It's the uh, it's the Pro Bro down that we run after missions. So. Uh, Mission Raceway, we run a Friday, Saturday event for the pro competition. Sunday, we kind of, you know, get wild and loose, run three different layouts um, or three different tracks. So you have three things going simultaneously all day. There's enough driving for, for everybody. Those are available on specd.ca. You can sign up there. Make sure you get your spot. There's limited spots on that. Um, also, Stratobash. I threw a few more open spots in there. So um, if you're looking for a Stratobash spot, I would highly recommend that you definitely don't miss uh, this Stratobash. Uh, I'm not gonna say much more on it. Don't miss this one, because you just never know what's happening and uh, try to get a spot. So I did throw open a few more in there. So I think I opened up another 10. So if you're looking for a Stratobash spot, make sure you grab that. If you're not sure whether or not you should come, whether it's worth it, uh, just do it. Whatever you got to do to get there, it's definitely worth it. Um, any people from out of town, we'll work with you to uh, find a spot for your car. Like if you need to bring it up early or leave it after around uh, three, we'll make uh, concessions for you. Our community here is is uh, great, and we'll do whatever it takes to make sure your car's there. You can fly in and just uh, hey, run it, have a great time. Uh, all right, what else you want to? wrap it up with there before we go um well closing statements i guess from the grassroots round uh was awesome you know it's uh kind of nice to have that uh i'm not gonna say a lackadaisical approach to it we still obviously had like you know professional signage banners uh stuff like that but just to kind of have that first easy in um event of the year uh, you know, the Stratotech opener was really nice, uh, but on my side, on a, like a day-to-day, -day, felt like it didn't count. Um, but 
uh, was really nice on Friday. So if you were part of the audience on Friday, you know, special thank you to you guys. Uh, you made it super fun for me. I really enjoyed just kind of announcing right there in the crowd. Um, chirping each other back and forth was great, mm -hmm. great times. And uh, previously had uh, stepped away from announcing basically every every weekend uh, last summer. And uh, it felt like a good first one back. And it didn't uh, didn't really fully sink in just how excited I was to go into, uh, you know, Stratobash round one or Stratotech round one. I've been talking about it a lot, but uh, having that taste at Brad Torque Raceway has made me just, you know, fully just pipes, man. So, you know, we got a few practices in between then and now. If everybody uses the time to come shake down your car, make sure it's ready to go to war, man. Because uh, uh, I think that June 10th round is going to be wild as we open up our 2023 20, Spec D Pro season. So just uh, very excited uh, to be there. Very excited to go for the ride. And just, man, I can't wait i've been liking how much we've hyped up the season coming up and i really hope that uh, you joined us friday night liked what you saw definitely make plans to G uh, be in stratotech june 10th for the first round of spec pro yes yeah big shout out to the fans i mean we had a little bit of uh, rain there about 3 30 on last friday so it was sort of looking like it wasn't going to be great but then the weather cleared right up at dry track um big thing that i really enjoyed with the uh with the layout that we ran um since it since the time that we actually ran the the layout the first time on the power alley they actually moved a bunch of the tires back and it actually gave a lot more of the track and you notice that a bunch of the pictures and uh media that's coming out is a lot of three-wheel action it kind of drops off camber there so guys that were really committed run that deep line we're pulling that one tire up off the ground so it, it looks pretty cool uh, you saw Jesse foot, you know, it's sort of his uh, big thing, the three wheeling right now. So go check out some of those pictures. And it was just absolutely, you know, amazing to, to see that um, June 10th too. We still got some spots open. So if you're uh, sitting on the fence, whether or not you should uh, join in, make sure that you sign up, register, be out there for June 10th. You know, if you can't drive or, or be there, make sure you come and um, uh, watch it. It's going to be a good time. Uh, this is probably uh, a little variation to a layout that we used to run way back in the day when, when Strata was open. And this just gives a, you know, I think higher speed than we've ever run before. So trying to start really far back. Those who are familiar with the track, we're going to be starting on turn two, all the way turn two, running up over three, four, five, and then doing the false return to finish on the front straight. So this will be a big course. It takes a lot of uh, a lot of commitment to make that long over the hill, and it should be amazing coming into that tight sweeper. So, like I say, we'll post that up. It'll be up on Instagram and also in all the drivers' things. So, be watching for that. Almost, almost kind of want to take a dive out and uh, drive in this one myself. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But well, uh, hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it. <laughs> All right, we'll let we'll let uh, John maybe do it and record it on his Zetto hey, and you as well. said will commentate. All right, you drive it. Bernstead will commentate. It should be amazing, right? Yeah. Um, Switch. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, thanks for jumping on, and uh, appreciate it. Uh, thanks again to Shelby. We'll throw up his social media in there, and uh, next week having Jason will be great to talk to another Pacific Northwest driver that's going to be coming up and running the full season putting the heat on uh, some of the Canadian drivers. And uh, I know he's got uh, 
his car dialed and ready to go. So looking forward to chatting with him next week. Till then, what is it? Keep your stick on the ice. All of our guys are playing golf right now, so. So keep your uh, keep your four on the putt. Four, I don't know. Something. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a John, I got a John Candy quote for you, real quick. Not John Candy. Uh, sorry, forget the golf guy name. But uh, <laughs> reason I'm so out of shape is because he can't pull fat. Can't there pull a muscle. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, call. We'll talk to you later, Specty listeners nation. I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening as always. Watch us back on the pod. Shoot us a DM. And like anything, we won't read it. Uh, but if you do like it, we'll read it and try to do more of that. So Excellent. talk to you guys soon. Yes. All right. Thanks guys for uh, listening. Again, just head over to the Specty website. Uh, lots of stuff up there. We got, you know, our custom uh, signature steering wheels up there. We got the fire sticks, uh, the element ones. And then also all of our event registration is open up there as well. So you can find some Stratobash uh, spots that we just opened up. And then also for the uh, Pro Brodown July 9th, that's going to be following the, uh, the Pro Drift event there, our round two. It's a great time. 90% uh, of the drivers who compete uh, stay and drive on the Sunday. So you get a chance to uh, drive with some of your favorite uh, pro drivers here in Western Canada. Until then, we'll see you till next week.